Hi, this is episode three of the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Welcome to the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Join me each week for inspiring stories about people leveraging tools, platforms, systems, and skills to create thriving businesses, successful side hustles, and surprising new careers. Tune in to discover whether you have a hidden spinoff success. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips. Welcome to the show. Today I'm talking to Andy Traub. Andy is an entrepreneur who partners with other business owners and creators to help them gain clarity, build strategies, and implement them so they can change the world with their work. Andy combined his expertise in tech and teaching to create a successful online business himself that offers courses and tutorials in different software, platforms, and apps. I love this conversation with Andy because he believes, as I do, that everyone has expertise or gifts that they can add value to the world, especially when uh, technology makes it so uh, accessible and um, it's so easy to find people who need your expertise. At the end of the interview, Andy issued a surprising and practical challenge to help you see your abilities in a new way. I hope you're inspired. Hi, Andy. How are you today? I am fantabulous. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I don't really know anything about your background, and I'm really curious about how you um, find yourself where you are today. I can tell you that I found you helping Jeff Goins with his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Jeff and I collaborated on his podcast, yeah. uh, The Portfolio Life, right. for I think a couple of years. Yeah, and Jeff and is I had just a, one of my best friends. Yeah, He's a great I guy. heard what happened to you, and then I actually was looking for um, just a tutorial on how to do Facebook Live uh, with Ecamm. And there you were on YouTube uh, doing a tutorial. So it, it directed <laughs> me to your website, and that's how I found rediscovered you. So I'm really happy to connect. But awesome. I, I know nothing about your background. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my Ecamm shirt today. Oh, I cool. got an Ecamm shirt at Social Media Marketing World and met. Nice. You know, it's so funny because we, we think of these things being run by big companies or whatever. And uh-huh. I'm staying at the Ecamm booth. And I'm talking to this woman named Midori, this really, really awesome lady that works for Ecamm. And I just walked up to her and I said, Midori, I want to thank you because you've helped pay my mortgage. And she's like, what are you talking about? She, didn't, she had no idea who I was. And I said, well, I, I, I've created Ecamm tutorials. So I've created tutorials on how to use this, you know, her software. And I said, you know, I've sold those. And, and um, you know, it's it, and I and I use Facebook Live in my business. And so, you know, you've helped feed three kids in Tennessee and, and my wife. And she that, said, well, let me, let me, you should tell that to, I think his name is Dan or Greg. I have to look it up. But she, and I said, well, who's he? And she said, well, he's the guy who made the software, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just so fun that like you think of these big internet companies and it's just, it's not there. I mean, some of them are big, but it's just this guy that loves software and, yeah. and, you know, built something. And they're like, let me give you a shirt. And I was like, heck yeah. So, um, yeah. So how did I find myself here? Yeah. That was your original question? Yeah, okay. just what's your background? Are, sure. are, you know, were you a marketing guy, a project manager Well, guy? I, I'm pretty unemployable, um, <laughs> but I'm pretty good at partnerships. Yeah. And so where I found myself professionally is after college, I went into full-time ministry. I became a Christian through a ministry called Young Life. And uh, then I was working full-time for that ministry, and we were 
um, the, the section of Young Life I worked with is you basically find a high school and really focus on a high school or two and just go in and serve the high school and build relationships with high school kids and, and also train volunteers to do the same. And that's how we shared our faith was we didn't sort of like hold rallies or meetings or whatever. We would just go and, and befriend them. So I was like the water boy and, you know, volunteered as a tutor and things like that just mm-hmm. to, to serve the school. And for a while I announced the basketball games. That was my favorite thing ever. Oh, like, that would be fun. The name, like the loud, like number 42, you know, like oh, yeah. it was awesome. Um, and then after that, I left ministry to full-time ministry to uh, work sort of in finance. I did sort of financial coaching and then uh, investment insurance stuff. That was pretty miserable. Um, yeah, it's really hard to differentiate yourself in that field. Yeah. And so I just wasn't a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. And then I started to work for myself full on a little over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the day I, I came home and I was going to tell, this is actually right before I, I went into finance stuff. Uh, I came home and I said, honey, I have some pretty big news to share. And she said, well, I want to, I have some news to share too. And I said, well, you go first. And she said, well, I'm pregnant. That was our, our first child. Oh, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> so awesome timing. So I stayed on long enough, you know, for the medical insurance to cover the baby. And then mm. we were, I went to go work for myself. So, um, so I, uh, worked for myself in finance, didn't like that a whole lot. And I just had this love of technology mm. and tutorials and teaching. I have an education degree. My mom's an educator. And I, I love to teach. And if anybody's like an Enneagram fan, I'm a two, which means I'm a helper. So mm-hmm. I just want to run around helping people all the time. And one of the ways you can help people is by educating them. And so I found myself setting up websites for people, doing a little social media consulting, creating tutorials. And I have iterated from there to 10 years later, which sounds like a long time. Um, and now I focus more on partnerships. And so I find, uh, entrepreneurs and creators that have some sizable platform and I help them, um, I help them first get clarity on what they should do next. Second, uh, create a strategy to, you know, say, okay, clarity is I know where I want to go. Strategy is mm-hmm. this is how I want to get there. And the last part is implement, which is, okay, let's go get the work done. And I've done enough projects with enough people for myself and with others, whether it's Jeff Goins or Acuff or Hyatt or Dan Miller or just all these other different people I've worked with over the years to know how a lot of the systems work. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the guy that gets in there and does all the little, you know, twisting of the knobs and connecting things, but I understand how they work. And I also understand how paralyzed creators and entrepreneurs can get because they have so many ideas um, that they actually end up doing nothing. Right. And ideas are pretty worthless. Like yeah. ideas just don't have that much value. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's implementation is where we win. And so I really focus on helping people create the, the best version ever, which is 1.0. I really focus a lot on that. And so that's where a lot of my business is focused right now. I have about four partnerships and I help those people with platforms for people that I think should have more of a platform and I help them monetize and grow their platform. That's awesome. I I am going to get, I have so many questions about 
just about everything you said. But I want to go back to um, when you were consulting or helping people 10 years ago, I would imagine that uh, the technology was a little more cumbersome than it is now. So (laughs) don't you think it's generally easier now? All right. So here's, here's, here's the bad news for everybody. Nobody has an excuse anymore mm-hmm. not to create. Right. Like, no, all your excuses are gone. I remember having a friend um, teach me how to install WordPress on like a web server, and he had all this list of things, and I had no idea what I was actually doing. Yeah. You know, he'd just say, you know, type this in here, click here, click here. And then Bluehost came out with this one-click install. Yeah. So what used to take me 45 minutes of clicking buttons, I did not know what I was doing. Uh-huh. It was like, click this button. Okay, your website's installed. I mean, it was just... So it, it, it is tremendously, tremendously easier. Uh, the equipment is cheaper than mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, you know, I really believe that the only thing that is consistent between 10 years ago and today is that people are still afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think People that's are true. still afraid of 1.0. And the irony is, if, if anyone who's listening, if you're experiencing fear about anything and you don't have a very big platform, here's the, the ridiculousness of that, is when we go into a dressing room, okay, so we can all imagine ourselves in a dressing room, and we get changed, barring any hidden cameras, right, yeah. we're not too worried. Right. Why? Because no one can see us, right? right? Yeah. That, that transfers over to when you're starting to build something and you don't have very much visibility, it is the best time to screw up. Yeah. It is the best time to try things because, sorry, but like here's good news and bad news. Like not that many people care, Yeah. right? So like mess up now where, where it gets really hard and I, I work with, I have a few partnerships for people with larger platforms and they're paralyzed by the opposite, which is everyone's watching me, right? right? And so yeah. it's harder for them because they aren't pri- they aren't in their dressing room by themselves. People expect them to look awesome all the time, right? Yeah. And so they get paralyzed. They can't do 1.0 because they think it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is 1.0 is the best version you will ever make Okay. until 2.0. Right. And then 2.0 is – now this is true a vast majority of the time except for Windows Vista. Windows Vista broke that. Like it was like, or it was like a huge step back. I'm a I'm a Mac guy, but I remember getting Vista and people being like, "What? What is this? I thought this was supposed to get better." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, sorry, didn't get the memo." But yeah. that's that's kind of a tech joke. But the reality is that I help people take the the right next step. Yeah. And that's all we need to do. We just have to do that, and then do it again and again and again. On that day that you came home and told your wife that you were quitting your job. Did you have a plan in place to replace your income? I did not have a very good plan. Uh, and I would not advise people to do what I did. Um, you know, my friend Jeff Goyne says, you know, don't take a leap, build a bridge. Mm-hmm. And yes, that requires some hustle and maybe some early mornings or late nights. I prefer early mornings to late nights personally. But uh, yeah, I didn't have a great plan. But I know a lot of people who have built a bridge and, you know, they get a few clients, they create a few courses, they coach a few people on the side. And, you know, I, I, I really believe that every one of us has been given gifts and that those gifts can become strengths if we work on them and that those strengths 
can allow us to either be a really key important employee in a company mm-hmm. or they can help us to do our own thing. And I don't think any either one of those is better than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many days I wake up and want to be working somewhere for someone. I just haven't found where and for who yet. Um, being self-employed, you know, the problem primarily of being self-employed is your boss is an idiot. And, um, he's, he's lazy uh, and he gets easily distracted and he has all these weaknesses and you can't fire him. Right. Right. Well, um, you know, but he's got a hot wife. So anyway, <laughs> I hope you all got that joke. But those are all true. I mean, that's, that's my Yeah, struggle. that is. That's the down, downside that's and the upside. But, but, but I know that my primary value in life is freedom. You know, we all have um, – mm-hmm. uh, Derek Sivers has a talk he gave about, you know, you just have to decide if you want to optimize for freedom, finances, or fame. Mm-hmm. And any of those is fine, but you just have to say, which one do I want to optimize my life for? And so you can have more than one at a time, but you really have to optimize for one. And for me, I optimize for, um, uh, for freedom. So I'll make less money if I can have more freedom. Right. Uh, I'll be less famous if I can have more freedom. Freedom is really, really important to me. Yeah. Well, tell me about um, take permission. And as I, I think I mentioned, I, I can imagine that is a philosophy that I really agree with. But tell me about, is that separate or is that um, the basis of your business, your partnerships? Yeah. You know, I, I really like to, I really love being interviewed um, by by anyone because I get to like just be really raw and just say like I take permission has been a huge part of who I am for a long time but my brand is shifting from you know tutorials and you know one-on-one tech help kind of thing and webinars to partnerships where I really Mm -hmm. am working with four or five people so for me that means that I have less customers and that I really align really well with who those people are and those customers like are four or five people and those are partnerships Take Permission was founded, you know, eight, nine years ago as an idea of that, that, that we can spend our whole life asking for permission. And when you do that, you wait. And if anyone here is waiting for someone to give you permission, the problem with that is it's a cop out. Yeah. Because if, if, I, if I say I want to do something and I raise my hand and I wait for someone to call on me and give me permission to do that, then it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. It's their fault for not calling on me. Right. Or well, it is all it is also a, a traditional mindset. I mean, it just the, the the traditional path kind of puts you in a position to, you know, take permission. You have to raise your well, hand look, in consider, order to consider answer this. a question. The sad reality is there are many adults who are still raising their hand and waiting for someone to say, you can go next. Oh, yeah. Your I, idea is good. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. This is what's crazy. If you start taking permission, you'll realize that you're not going to get in trouble, mm-hmm. right? You just it, it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. Like, well, like and I also, one out of a hundred times I'll get in trouble for taking permission, and I, I've never been thrown in jail for it. I I also think the tools that are available to us, which you alluded to, um, are are so accessible that it, it makes it easier to take permission. You know, on any any project you might have an idea for. It's, you know, I I can't tell you how many YouTube videos I watched just to, you know, launch this podcast. And it's, it it might be two minutes here, three minutes there. I mean, it's, everything is so accessible. So, yeah. And no one said, Beth, you can do um, a podcast now. You're, you're, you're next in line. Right. 
because there is no line. Right. Right. There's there's one person in line and it's you, whoever you are listening. There there is a line. It's you. And are you going to step forward or you're not going to step forward? Like that's it. Yeah. And and it's it, and the hard part about that is when I tell people that, the reason people don't like that is then it's their fault. Then yeah. it's it's in their hands. And th- that's the reality. Like we live in, in, in if you're an American, uh, I think you're especially privileged. We live in the most privileged, amazing time in human I history. I and there's totally lots of agree. horrible things still happening. And we need to fight against those and pray for those and work against those. But but especially if you are in America and the tools you have. I asked, I met a guy, his name is Jason, um, at Social Media Marketing World. I just kept seeing him at the same sessions and and he said three words and I knew he was from Australia. And I said, hey, and I like to ask people just sort of, you know, curveball questions. I said, hey, let me ask you a question about Australia. What's the worst thing about living in Australia? Because everybody says, what do you like? Oh, right. Right. What's the worst thing about living in Australia? Because I've never heard anything bad. Mm-hmm. He said, they don't have events like this. Oh. There's not a big enough community of people like this. And I thought, there's 5,000 people at this event. The week before that, there was traffic and conversion. That's another sort of online thing. There were 6,000 people at that. Wow. Right? And so the opportunity is there. Right. It's just a matter of are we going to – what are we going to do with that opportunity? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, stories like yours will, uh, like, help people recognize the opportunities and the skills that they might have in a piece of software or, um, you know, tool that they can simply just share with somebody else, whether it's somebody else in their office and or somebody on the Internet. And, and I wanted to ask you, I want to dial back to um, Ecamm and your T-shirt because you mentioned that you thanked that person because it helped you pay your mortgage. What made you decide to you know, build the platform where you have tutorials and courses and that sort of thing. Um, and you know how long that's taken for you to, to build. Well, what made me decide to do it is it, it's a combination of passion and skill and then what the market wants. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're just passionate about it and you have a skill for it, then that's a hobby. Sure. Right. But if you have a passion and a skill and there's demand, yeah. uh, my friend Jeff Goins has helped me, by the way, if I ever say anyone's name, it's not name dropping. I'm just trying to give proper oh, no, no. attribution. Attribution. Yeah, no. So, no, I don't take so it that way my at friend all. Jeff is really um, giving me some clarity on this. That that you have to start with demand. Mm-hmm. If you just start, I mean, you might say I'm going to start with passion, but you have to put everything through the filter of demand. Skill you can get pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? So, how many people in the world are out there helping people produce podcasts or you know teaching podcasting? Like, there's a lot. Sure. Well, like I can go to YouTube and learn all those things, but there's still people out there making money doing that. How, how is that? Well, it's just like I know how to park my own car, but there's people making money who park cars for a living, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's always – so the way I, I, I've built and developed is I've followed my passion but made sure there was a demand for that passion. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, there's things I used to offer and you know, people would pay me for. Yeah. They wouldn't pay me a nickel now. Oh, because, is that right? Okay. Well, because it's – too easy now. Too easy, like, yeah. It's it or, or, the software's or it's out. not worth my time. Yeah. I can't charge as much. I can't yeah. say I'm gonna I'm gonna charge you a thousand dollars to set up your website. No one should spend a thousand dollars on setting up a really right. basic website. Like that's a that's too much. Well, <laughs> right? as you as you change your focus or maybe turn a little bit your focus toward partnerships and that model, what do you plan to do with take permission and and the you know 
this digital asset that you've built? Do you do you think it, it's sustainable or do you just what are your plans for that? I don't know. Uh, I don't like getting customer requests from people that bought the product four years ago and are trying to log in. Yeah. Not because I'm a jerk, but no, it's just no. like, oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot that. I don't want to look that up. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, it's like some people want to have uh, 5,000 customers or 5 million customers because yeah. that's job security for them. And I understand right. that. Uh, job security for me is to have four or five partnerships, you know, um, and having a percentage from some of those. Yeah. Um, and so I... I still like doing tutorials and things like that. But as I've read, um, there's a book that talks about your zone of genius. Um, you know, it's, it's trying to figure out not what can I do, but what should I do? And I feel like at, you know, part of this, I turned 40 about three months ago and there's just been something about turning 40 where I went, you know what I can't say anymore? I can't say when dot, dot, dot. Oh yeah. And so there's this something about turning 40 for me that I went, you know, when I was 35, I would say, well, when I, right, when I was 20, I would say, well, one day when I, or when my wife or when my kid, like, there's no more when dot, dot, dot. It's now. Yeah. It's now. Wow. So I'm about to I, turn 50. So those things that I said, oh, when I turn 40, they're like yeah. 10 years gone and I still didn't do them. So Right. And so yeah, the reality of totally that. that the reality of that, so I'm not like the shame deliverer of shame, <laughs> is that I have to, I'll talk about me, not you, Right. <laughs> is that I have to either let those things go and say, that's just not going to be a goal, or I'm going to work on it now. Right. Right? Yeah. So one of the things I've been all, I've always been pretty good at is I've been pretty good at, uh, over the last 10 years, of pivoting, trying new things, create something new, it works okay, create something else new, it works okay. I haven't been really good at iterating. So I haven't been really good at saying, what's version 3.0, 4.0, 5.0? And what I realize is I'm better suited to help other people with that than myself. Uh, that's and that's okay. Yeah. Right? And right. so that doesn't mean I'm bad at it. It just means I need to work on someone else's project versus mine. Yeah. Right? And so uh, there, there is a reality that, like, if you think of, like, coaches, right? Not every coach was a great player. So we need to give ourselves a break sometimes. Like, sometimes we're not that good of our own stuff. Maybe we're a better coach than we are a player, Yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, to be a coach, to be a consultant, to be a partner with people, I really am well-positioned because I understand all the different facets and how they work together. And I understand enough about being a customer. I also know enough about being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and a creator. And I know enough about the technology tools that I, I understand all the different pieces. I understand it from 10,000 feet you know, up, and that is a great value. Now, if you ask me to put those little pieces together, I will screw it up. So do you just um, uh, direct somebody to a person who can delegate or de delegate yeah, that to somebody I else? Help, yeah, I do what I do best, and I try to not do things that I do okay or even good. Because I could do those things okay or good, mm -hmm. but I want someone who's really good at it. I want someone who loves that stuff, and I don't love that stuff, right? Yeah. And so it's not do what you love, period, and the money will follow. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't right? think that's true either. But if I can do what I believe that God has gifted me to do, that I have then worked on and it's mm -hmm. become a strength, and that's a big gap there, okay? There's a lot of people that are gifted, but they're not working on their gifts and they don't become strengths. There's a difference. If you're seven foot two, God has given you a gift of height. Yeah. But if you don't practice it or work with it, then... 
or recognize it. I mean, seven right. foot, that's obvious, but a lot of people right. don't recognize. Like, they just take for granted that they have something valuable to offer, you know? So I, I think the the big gap is they go, well, I'm not good at that. And I go, so what's your excuse to not get better at it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is if you read three or four books on a subject, you'll know more than 99% of the world on that right, subject. Right. So, like, get a library card. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Well, let me ask you uh, uh, a little about your business model. And and I'm wondering if um, your your relationships kind of grow organically or do you seek out uh, potential clients or? Yeah, this year I have sought out my clients from people that I know, like and trust. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at my board here in my office and I've got two whiteboards and I've got um, leads People I've contacted and then deals I have landed. Okay. And I'm going to step off my microphone here for a second and put a post-it note over because it went from lead to landed. Okay. okay. I got a new deal from a okay. guy yesterday and that's fun to, to celebrate, right? And the reality is I told myself, I as I was planning through, I go through the best year ever program through Michael Hyatt. I'm yeah. a huge fan of, of Mike and his work and... um. And so and when I'm looking at 2018, I said, okay, what if instead of just sort of hoping for great clients, I went and pursued good clients? So I literally have said to some people, I want to work with you. Yes, I want a percent of that, but I want, I, I'm going to take percent of new money, right? Mm-hmm. So these are people that I generally knew. Now, because God is good and he loves me, he's also brought me a few people who said, hey, I want to do a partnership with you. And that is like, they, they, that, that didn't happen before I put it out there and said, this is my focus. Is there um, a limit to how many clients or partners that you can? Oh, definitely. Have? Okay. And is it Cur- only Cur- you? Do you have anybody helping you? Nope. Okay. No, I don't have any staff. Now right. on these different projects, we'll have staff. You mentioned that you have three kids. And I do. I'm curious about um, their mindset as far as are they entrepreneurial? Do they see what you do? Do you see similar um, interests and aptitudes in them and, you know, as they're kind of um, preparing for their future? Well, they're spoiled in that dad is around a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and my son is spoiled in that. And by spoiled, I mean, that's their expectation now. Yeah. You know, my expectation growing up is I saw my dad, he would go off to work as I was, you know, eating my Cheerios and then he'd come home, you know, at five 30 or six, you know, and he Mm -hmm. did that my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I can count on one hand how many times I went to my dad's office. Yeah. Um, downtown Indianapolis. And I loved it. It was amazing. It was like this magical place. You yeah, know? it was a treat. I, I, My dad would take me around to his sales calls and it, it was so much fun. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. like Narnia. It's like a whole nother world, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but my work, like my wife, uh, every Tuesday for like the last month, so it's not like forever and ever, but I, I've, we were scheduling time for her just to go and just go do whatever she wants because nice. she stays home with our kids mm-hmm. and, and she'll go insane. And she loves our kids so much that she'll stay here and be insane instead of, you know, yeah. go out, take care of herself. Yeah. So um, so she's out right now. And my two daughters are in the other room playing with American girls. And my son is at school. We put him in school for the first time at age 10. Uh, okay. And, I homeschooled my kids, too. So, we, so we yeah, we homeschooled Samuel until he went nuts. And he's like, I got to get out of here. And we're like, yes, you do. <laughs> so like Samuel, my son Samuel, he actually created a course um, a digital course on how to buy and break in a baseball glove because he loves no baseball. Way. So he did That's that when he was cool. nine, right? That's awesome. And so if you go to glovebros.com, <laughs> G-L-O-V-E, 
B-R-O-S, glovebros.com. It'll redirect to his product, and it teaches you how to buy and break in a baseball glove. And he and I are considering doing a YouTube channel together just to talk about baseball stuff and teach baseball stuff. And he's probably not going to be in the major leagues. You know, he's an undersized guy, but he loves the sport and I love hanging out with him and he loves technology. So we might, we might do that. We might create a YouTube channel together. And he asked me yesterday, he said, dad, can you make money on YouTube? And the cool thing is like, he wanted to do YouTube before he knew you could make money on it. I was like, yep, you can make money on YouTube. That's (laughs) so cool. So, so yes, I think he's entrepreneurial. My daughter Caroline is just an incredible artist uh, um, by singing and, and drawing. She's just like my kids do not ask me to draw anything <laughs> for them. Like they just don't. Um, and then my daughter Lucy, I'm not sure what's in her future, but she's pretty athletic. And then she's the funniest of our kids by far. I have one final question about my topic and then I'll – I'll ask you um, where people can find you. But if somebody's listening today, what is um, one either tool or, um, you know, piece of advice or I know it's a pretty broad ask, but um, something to kind of flip the switch, help them flip the switch to toward action? I think that most everyone listening has some ability that someone would pay them to do that for a single amount mm-hmm. or a certain amount per hour. So, for instance, um, hey, is anybody out there just their, – their, their files on their computer are just a total mess. Their desktop, you know, looks like, you know, a collage, <laughs> right, because yeah. they have so much stuff. Would anyone like their computer to just get – their computer files to just get cleaned up? Mm-hmm. And, and just put that on Facebook. Yeah. And if you've got a cousin in Topeka who says yes, mm-hmm. you say, great, I charge $50 for that. Mm-hmm. And I just need to log into your computer and you have to give me the ability to do it. And you can do this like with Zoom or there's other like log me in is another service that allows you to like log into someone else's computer. And you can just sit there and clean up their computer and you talk to them and say, well, like, where do you want your pictures and da, da, da. And I, here's why I set it up. And so, you know, you've got Dropbox. And so now it's back. I mean, my point is like, I love it. You just identify something. Yeah. Right. Like, do you have a hard time talking with your kids? Yes. Okay. well, my husband and I have, you know, say if you're doing this, my husband and I have developed this system for talking with your kids. We're going to do a class. It's 60 minutes. It costs twenty dollars and you get a recording. That's so cool. And and we're going to do that next Friday. If you want to do it, just send me PayPal this and then I'll email you the information like you can use Zoom free version of Zoom.us to do that. Your class has to be shorter than an hour because they cut you off (laughs) if you're on the free version, Uh right? You could deliver that. You could record your screen using uh, the built-in screen recording software on every Mac, okay? Yeah. Like, this is all stuff that's just doable, right? Um, You could put that file you're recording inside a Dropbox and then send them a link to the file so you don't have to post it on Vimeo or any other paid service. Like, all this is just, it's all figure outable. Yeah. Right? The question is, are you going to identify what you are pretty good at and then see if people are interested in that? And I think it's a fascinating and empowering movement to go from, uh, I think I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty yeah. good at keeping my files organized. I'm pretty good at helping, um, you know, I'm pretty good at facilitating conversation with my kids. Like, Beth, if you told me, Andy, 
I'm actually really good at, you know, finding a way to, you know, make sure that your kids and you don't have blow up arguments. Uh-huh. I'm buying that today. Uh-huh. And if you've never done it before, I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. If you don't have a degree in it, I don't care. Right. I want you to fix my problem. I don't right. care if you went to school for it forever or never. Right. So take what you can help people with. See if people want it and will pay for it. And don't say, hey, I'm thinking about adding this or I'm creating. Just say, who needs help with this problem? And all the ones who say yes say, great, I'm offering that as a service for $50, for $100, mm-hmm. for $25, for, you know, I'm doing a class on that. And then execute on it. That's 1.0, right? My friend Jeff Goins did this with his online course, Tribe Riders. Oh, did and he the really? first time he did it, it cost twenty nine dollars. Oh, now it costs like a thousand dollars. I bought it at four hundred, so and I'm and I'm go. pleased with it. So, right, yeah, and there's people that buy crazy. it at a thousand, and they're happy with it. Yeah. Right. So, but Jeff maybe had a vision that one day it was going to be a thousand dollar program. Maybe not, but thousand dollar doesn't happen until twenty nine dollar one does. Yeah. And then four hundred dollar one. It's not about the dollars. No. The dollars are a sign that you're helping people. Yeah. You know, my advice would be, you know, what tool do you need? Um, guts. That's <laughs> guts. So guts. Go put something out there. And, so practical. And you might realize, oh, my gosh, I thought that was going to be awesome, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. But you know what? You didn't have to go to school for it. You didn't have to buy business cards. You don't have to build a website. You just tried it. Or you go, boy, the way I did that was not smart. Let me do it a different way. Mm-hmm. That's version 2.0. But you don't know that until 1.0. That's great. And the scary thing is every person who heard me say that is capable of something. It could be a service to other moms. It could be a service to other people in your office. It could mm-hmm. be, ser- I mean, who knows? Right. We're all capable of that. And again, it's not about money. It's are you able to help people? But if they pay you, that's a sign that they value it. Yeah. And with tools, it's a, easier than ever, which I, you know, you, you talked about a lot of them and sure. mentioned a bunch of them. And We're on Skype, which last time crazy. I checked is free. Yep. Right. And so I have no idea where you live, you know, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. Right. So you oh, can yeah. help people that live in Germany or Yugoslavia or Topeka. Mm-hmm. Right. And it costs the same, which is zero generally, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, where's the best place to um, find out what you're doing and check out your work? Yeah, I would go to takepermission.com, and I'm really focusing in 2018 of moving all of my live stream for Facebook to my business uh, page or group. Oh, okay. So um, I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm just, I just got back from social media marketing world, and so yeah. I'll, I'll be creating a few groups uh, to focus on that. And one of them I'm most excited about, and I haven't, I'm gonna probably start this group today actually. So by the time folks hear it, this will be out there. But look for something called the Honest Husband. On oh, Facebook. yeah, I saw that uh, maybe on your Instagram. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm starting to write a book called The Honest Husband, and it's just a book from a husband to other husbands about like being honest about our journeys, husbands, because mm-hmm. there's just, I think there's a lot of marriage advice out there, and a lot of it's written by men, and that's good, but this advice is going to be a little more raw, a little bit more candid, and... Um, Do you and, have a website? The, uh, for that? I think I bought the URL honesthusband.com, but okay. I don't know what I. Yeah, I think if you go to honesthusband.com, it'll redirect to like an yeah. uh, email sign up cool. um, and get updates there. So go to honesthusband.com or uh, look on Facebook for the honest husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a project that, you know, sort of on the side. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not like actively pursuing 
Um, you know, any other partnerships right now, I'm not selling or marketing like my tutorials. You can buy them. Right. Um, but that's not, that's not really my focus. Yeah. But if I could be a help or encouragement to anyone who's hearing my voice right now, um, then, you know, you can always just email me, Andy at takepermission.com. Um, I love Instagram. It's like my favorite platform in the world. Um, but yeah, there's, Instagram, you know, um, public? it's just Andy, it's just Andy Traub. Okay. Great. Yeah, T-R-A-U-B. So there's 18 different ways to get a hold of me. So just choose one and let me know how I can help. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough. I think, oh my gosh, this conversation has been so practical, which um, that's my goal always. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for being brave and um, for being in in line, in the line of one and stepping up. Oh. Um, and that's that's really great. And you're a great example to everyone listening. So be like Beth, people. Oh, well, thanks, Andy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks to Andy for taking the time, and I thought his challenge and his suggestion was so practical. I hope it inspires you to uh, sort of try something that you've been thinking about or find a way to share your expertise in anything, any topic uh, with somebody else, and uh, I hope you do something with it. Tweet at me at Spinoff Success to let me know whether um, it inspired you to take action. All right, I'll see you next time.